0: the Get Fit with Jodell podcast. I am as usual Jodell and it is quite an exquisite delight for me today and an honor to bring on one of my what I consider a mentor since I've been in the nutrition industry and started following her over a decade ago, uh, Mrs. Barbara O'Neill touted as the most brilliant health teacher of our time and I couldn't agree more. She's a remarkable naturopath and nutritionist and author and educator and becoming quite the popular international speaker, I might add. Her lectures and highly informative talks can be seen all over YouTube and other podcast platforms, and it is truly a blessing to have her on mine today. So I get to personally sit down with her and pick her incredible brain to help my listeners, you guys. Uh, understand what truth is when it comes to how the human body is designed to heal itself if we get out of our own way sometimes and quiet all that diet confusion and noise from social media too. So Barbara, thank you so much for coming on. Well it's great to be here, Jada. Oh, wonderful. Well my favorite quote of yours that I always I even use of my own clients is if you give the body the proper conditions, it's designed to heal. And I couldn't agree with that more. So where are we seeing the proper conditions are out of balance? I mean, you've been doing this how long and where do you see the biggest issues are with people being out of balance?
1: Well, I've been doing this for probably over 40 years now. Um, I guess my children were my experiment (laughs) and of course myself and uh, my eldest daughter, Oh, I lose track a bit. I think she's about 46 now. And she she was the one who at only 18 months of old had the earache and, you know, medicine after six weeks and four courses of antibiotics, it, it really wasn't working. So my next child, that's when I began to look at alternatives and that's James. So I think James has just turned... Uh, How old's James? He just turned 45, I think. So that's about how long I've been doing it. And I saw very quickly that a few adjustments and giving the right conditions and and the body responded. So I think it's definitely very important for us human beings to learn to listen to our bodies, to listen to what our body's saying, and to adjust and try a few things because when the body's happy it'll certainly tell you and when it's not happy it'll certainly tell you
0: yeah and so the like where when you've worked with i mean thousands of people probably in your line of work where are people off like is it the gut more often than not or is it that they just have all of the facets all over the board like their their diet their lifestyle you know what are the major issues that you're seeing
1: you know there are a lot of different issues and you've possibly heard me talk on those basic laws of health they are all important I know a couple of our guests here at at the retreat in Alabama are complaining of uh, sore muscles (laughs) and I talked to the exercise coordinator and she said oh I went really lively with them but we also have a guest who's her and her husband are bodybuilders and wow what a body (laughs) they're both in their 60s exercise plays an important role but if you're not giving the right nutrition and if you're not uh, well hydrated then you know the body doesn't fully respond even when you start working out so it's it's a little bit of a little bit of everything and because money drives so much business and you have to have money to be able to even advertise. Unfortunately, probably the, the more unscrupulous people are doing most of the advertising. And I really encourage people, don't listen to, to this. Test it for yourself. Listen to what your body's saying. Mm-hmm. Start going to bed early. Start drinking more water and just see what the body says. And and most people are pleasantly su- surprised at how simple this is. And, There's been a lot of people using my name on social media. And by the way, I am not on social media. (laughs) And one word of warning, if they're selling something, it's not me. (laughs) Because I don't sell products. Mm -hmm. Actually, what I push is your body, your God-given gift. Look after it. And some very simple things that you can do to look after it. That's the good news.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you were even shown to be not alive at one point and even banned (laughs) on another point. So, I mean, you've dealt with a lot of discrepancies, but what I love is that you always preach, we can be our own healers. You know, so many people are coming to me as a nutritionist now and saying, I went to the doctor, I told them about this and they're not listening. I have these symptoms and they look at my blood and say, nothing's wrong, but why do I feel this way? And what they forget is that they know their body better than a doctor does who spends seven minutes with them. So they really need to listen to those symptoms. And so what are some symptoms maybe that are people are experiencing a lot now that they need to be paying attention to and they need to start looking at things like what you mentioned, hydration. And That's right. maybe shifting their diet in a better direction.
1: You're right, I'm I married to a very black and white man. <laughs> my husband Michael and whenever he gets sick he just looks at the last 24 hours what have I done well what has happened Mm -hmm. um and you can often see it oh I haven't been drinking much water oh I had a very late night oh that meal was a little bit questionable um it's it's just looking looking at that and we have a, a book in our library. It's called One of the Body's Many Cries for Water yeah. by a, a doctor, Batman Gaheldich, an Iranian doctor. We just call him Dr. B. Yeah. And the second title to the book is He's Not Sick, He's Thirsty. Yeah. And the third title to his book is Don't Treat Thirst with Medications. Yeah. So many of the symptoms that people are getting can be as simple as maybe they're just not drinking enough water Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't realize you can't hydrate your body with tea or coffee or soda drinks i say to people how clean would your body be if you had a shower in those liquids (laughs) you'd be sticky and and so what's happening on the inside of your body yeah another very simple thing is is eating you know for the last 40 years people have been told to graze, eat every couple of hours well there's been a change, and the five two, the intermittent fasting um, craze, really has turned that around. And the latest term they give it is time restricted eating, which is eating twice, six hours apart in a twenty four per hour period. Wow, this is a total, this is a total turnaround. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I say to people, when are they going to? When are they going to get it right? It's, oh, sorry, uh, that no. was, we weren't quite right there. Uh, 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 sorry. And what we have got, though, is we've got history. Yeah. We've got history that has a look at what, you know, the healthiest people on the planet, how how are they eating, people that live long lives, that live quality lives. And also we've got uh, digestion, you know, that it takes three and a half to four hours to digest a meal so i wanted to leave it alone and many people you know they they put something else in they put something else in and as dr b said in his book often that hunger pang mid-morning is actually thirst mm-hmm. and i i remember my son peter came to you one day and he said Mum, the water's not doing it anymore and i said I looked at my clock and said, "Ah, oh, it's lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> so when the water's not doing it anymore, it probably is hunger. And so that, that's a very simple thing. A lot of people have digestive problems because they're, they're just overworking their stomach or eating the largest meal just before they go to bed. And I think one of the most exciting things about our body and health is just some small adjustments to when we eat how we eat, what we eat, the times that we're eating can have quite profound effects.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't tell you even how many people I've, what I call, front-loaded their calories to where you get them to actually eat a breakfast, because so many people don't, you know, they mm-hmm. wait until, they say, well, I'm not hungry until noon. Well, that doesn't. that probably means that you're more dehydrated than you are not hungry, because we've been fasting all night, get up, have some water and see how quickly before your digestive juices yeah. churning, but also front loading their calories, leaves them to not have those large meals in the evening. And then all of a sudden they go, how am I eating more calories, but I'm losing weight, you know, So yes. I'm just, you've seen that as well. And also just to the fact that you can actually enhance your health by dialing in small things. Like you said, it doesn't have to be these large, extreme, you know, restrictions. It can be like, aiming to have that bigger meal, like you say, eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen and dinner like a pauper versus, okay, now you can't have any of this. You can't have any of that. Let's just go keto. You have to go low carb. You can't touch anything. The restrictions, I think, are sometimes harder mentally for people and it doesn't create a lifestyle. It just creates a diet and then eventually you're going to go off. You know,
1: That is true. I always look at what a person usually eats and let's work around that. Sure. And if a person has coffee for breakfast, well, we can't really work around that. But what I find that most people that don't eat breakfast or say they're not hungry at breakfast, then we have a look at what they ate last night and yeah. how, how late did they eat last night. Mm-hmm. But the fact is a lot of people don't realize when that sun sets, your body knows. Absolutely. And it actually starts to, to wind down. Mm-hmm. So you will digest better that meal in the morning than than you did de- digest it of an evening but I do recognize we are social people and sometimes I go out for dinner with friends it's really nice mm-hmm. <laughs> but you've probably heard me say many times it's not the odd day you do it or the odd day you don't it's what you do every day that that has the most effect on our health
0: status. Absolutely yeah and I have a lot of listeners here that um, are really interested in thyroid so I wanted to pick your brain about the thyroid because so many people have thyroid issues Hashimoto's thyroid um, just low thyroid function hypothyroid and I wanted to see like when it comes to these conditions that might be out of balance where does the thyroid come into play what have you seen
1: Well, there are several factors that affect the thyroid, but I want to begin with a story of when I was in Tanzania last year and uh, a lady came to me and she wanted to talk to me about her health and she would have been late 60s and she said they took my thyroid out 20 years ago and I said, oh, so you're on thyroxine now. She said, no. I said, didn't the doctor put you on thyroxine? She said, oh, I wasn't going to go back to him. So Here's this lady. Yeah. She's been living for 20 years without a thyroid gland and without thyroxine. Now, what are we told? We're told that if, you, if your thyroid gland is taken and you don't have thyroxine, you're going to die. Well, this lady was <laughs> alive and functioning. And one amazing thing about the body is, I'm amazed at how it adapts and adjusts. you right.
0: Yeah. So
1: when different organs are taken out, it certainly does adapt and adjust. When the ovaries are taken and the uterus is taken, the adrenal glands can kick in. So I certainly don't advise people to have their thyroid gland taken out. And something that majorly affects the thyroid and it's not often spoken about is a hormonal imbalance. mm mm-hmm. High estrogen, high estrogen opposes thyroid function. So how do we get high estrogen? The contraceptive pill is very good at that. Even your IUDs are releasing uh, hormones. Plastics, our exposure to plastics and plastics in the plastic bottles. And even, ladies, please be careful what's touching your body. mm mm-hmm so you go into a shop to buy a bra ladies and about five percent of the bras are made out of natural fiber (laughs) and it doesn't mean you have to wear ugly bras we ladies like pretty things (laughs) but you can there it's you can get so many things today i know you in america you have fruit of the loom Mm -hmm. and an australian brand which you can order online is booty b-o-o-d-y and uh, they're Whole range is bamboos, which Mm -hmm. is viscose. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's two percent elastine, but we're glad of that because it means that they're not saggy, right? (laughs) So, and now all of these, um, all of these things are coming in to disrupt the hormones. They're only little things the clothes that we're wearing, what we wash our clothes in. Um, the food that we're eating, ideally organic, what we're putting our food in, you know, hot soup in a plastic can- takeaway container causes a release of those, what's called xenoestrogens. Mm-hmm. So we're bombarded from so many sides. And if you are a meat eater, unless you're eating organic, I would also like to suggest that the chickens, the, the meats, even the fish, have been tainted with these estrogens. Mm-hmm. So I won't go into great detail how and when and where, but you can search that one out. But all of this is causing a hormonal imbalance. Ladies that were on the pill for five, seven years when they were younger are often showing thyroid problems now in their 50s. So uh, step one really is balance the hormones. And every country has a yam cream. And the yam cream contains a, Plant chemical called diosgenin, and when it's applied to the skin that is able to boost progesterone now progesterone is mother hormone and when mother's in control all the children are under control <laughs> and testosterone that. and estrogens they're some of her children and so those yam creams can little by little get that estrogen down and so that will help the thyroid another point is mercury and we are exposed to mercury in the silver fillings. Mm-hmm. Um, the flu vaccines have mercury called thimerosal, and also fish. A lot of people think I'll go for fish, but the seas and the waterways, unfortunately, are very contaminated today. So it's very difficult to get a healthy fish. So these are some of the ways we can be exposed to mercury. Now in the... And the reason why the mercury fillings or mercury is playing a role is that selenium is required to convert um, iodine into thyroxine. Mm. And mercury has an affinity for selenium. So when people are exposed to mercury, it can gobble up all their selenium. Mm. And so the thyroid can't convert iodine to thyroxine. So that's another point. Um, Stop your exposure to to mercury. The other is iodine. Now it's an excellent book by Dr. David Brownstein, Iodine, Why You Need It and Why You Can't Live Without It. I see yeah. Joe Jo by your nodding that you know it well. <laughs> and he shows that under and overactive thyroid can both be iodine deficiency. Mm-hmm. And you can get a product called Lugal Solution and apply it to your skin and and that way, the body basically will just take what it wants. So how do we get iodine? Well, you might be pleasantly surprised to know that there are some salts like the Celtic salt. Um, it's a hand harvested sea salt near the Celtic Sea. There's also Baja gold, which is uh, off the coast of Mexico, again, in pristine waters, hand harvested. And these These are hand harvested quite quickly. So the iodine is actually caught up in the crystal. Mm. So when you put the crystal in your mouth, which I suggest before every glass of water, just a little, and you crush it with your teeth, a very small amount of iodine is released. And you only need a small amount of iodine. And if you take iodine by mouth, it's out of the body in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I believe God designed that we get little tiny bits of iodine all through our day, our lives, by those little crystals of Celtic salt or the barjar gold salt. In fact, there are a few excellent salts, but those hand harvested sea salts have all the minerals in them. So seawater has about 92 minerals and these hand harvested sea salts have about 82 minerals. And yes, the iodine is parts per million, very, very small amount, but we only need small amounts. Yeah. And there's also been some question how how healthy is it? Well, the, the Celtic salt, um, it's hand harvested in Brittany, they have about four and a half million acres, and the the French government um, recognised the value of it and have have classified it as a heritage site. So th- these really are as pristine as you can get in in this world today. Some people claim, what about the microplastics? But truly, there is more microplastics in the soils than there are in these hand-harvested sea salts. Mm-hmm. There's been some scares about the sea salts, but I would like to suggest that a lot of them are unfounded.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So looking at the thyroid gland, these are some things to, to be mindful of but also the thyroid gland controls metabolism and something that has more effect on our metabolism than anything else is exercise. So your high intensity exercise where you do those little bursts of high intensity that has a wonderfully stimulating effect on the, on the thyroid. And when someone has a problem I've got a really simple three-part way to look at it. Number one, look at your history. Look at history. Look at all the things that have happened. Look at your symptoms. Mm -hmm. And your symptoms are your body's voice saying, excuse me, I've got a little problem here. And then you try different things. And you watch your body's response. What What's it responding to? Yeah. And the other thing we must be very mindful of is it can take a little time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something we, we people get a bit impatient. My daughter said to me when she was about five, Mum, I'm going to grow up in a minute. Now, we all know she didn't grow up in a minute. Well, I want to be better in a minute. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but we're not better in a minute. Right. It takes a little time. Yeah. We're definitely the instant gratification nation. Like, well, give me something now, send it to me now. Like I need it now yeah. it should work yeah. now. And I've done this diet for two weeks and it hasn't done anything yet. And I'm always <laughs> like, okay, you didn't get sick in two weeks. So give your body yeah. time to get better. But I want to go back to the clothing piece because I did a podcast a while back about this and it doesn't get enough talk because here's people worried about microplastics in salt but yet they're wearing microplastics <laughs> all day long and they wonder that's, why they have an estrogen problem, especially in their hips and thighs. All these women wearing leggings all the time. I had to a while back go through my wardrobe and make sure I was wearing organic yeah. leggings. I mean, you can find, like you said, you can find things with small amounts of elastane, but then other things like rayon or more safer fibers that are still kind of stretchy. and soft. That,
1: that is That is true. And One to be very careful of is a fabric made in a chemical laboratory. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones I don't want. So that's polyester, Mm -hmm. nylon and acrylic. Mm -hmm. And the other thing to be mindful is I'm mindful of where my dollar is going. And I want to support local industry. I want to support natural industries. Mm -hmm. I want with my dollar to buy cotton. I want to buy wool and yes, wool can be a little prickly. Now I have a little wool and what we call jumper on here yeah. and it's so warm, but I don't know whether I'd like it next to my neck. So I have this lovely little um, neck thing <laughs> that is wool, yeah. but it's so soft. You yeah. see in Australia, we have sheep and if they take the wool underneath the neck of the sheep it's very soft Mm -hmm. it makes beautiful soft ones like this but on its back maybe that's where this wool came from (laughs) so just being mindful of natural fiber so let me explain three natural fibers that most people are unaware of Mm -hmm. we touched on one which is bamboo and it's called viscose right Another one is rayon. You mentioned rayon, that's wood pulp, and modal, M-O-D-A-L. It's the cellulose spun from the birch tree. Now it is true that they use a chemical to soften this wood, so you've got a lovely flowing fabric. All you need to do is wash it and put it on the clothesline for for a day in the sun. The sun is a wonderful purifier. And by the way, if you buy cotton, you must wash it and put it on the clothesline for a day because cotton is one of the most sprayed crops in Australia, Yeah. unless you buy organic cotton. I think this white top I've got on is organic cotton. Mind you, it's about 2% elastine, and I'm very glad of that. We don't want our stockings and leggings hanging around our ankles. Mm-hmm. We're glad of that little bit of elastine. As long as the fabric is predominantly natural fibre, and, of course, you have silk and hemp and linen there are some beautiful fabrics out there so it's just being mindful of that now ladies if we all bought natural fiber we might find that in the underwear shops there would be 50 percent natural fiber because we the consumer have power but that brings me to one more point in please be mindful of what you're washing your clothes in absolutely yeah now My daughter had her front loader washing machine repaired recently, and the man that fixed the washing machine, he said, Dewey, do you know that these washing machines are so efficient, you almost don't need to use washing powder. Hmm. Now, isn't that interesting? I wondered about that. And so if you do use a washing powder, please go for your biodegradable and use about a quarter of what they tell you. Yeah. Now, if I have a man who's digging in my garden and he gets very sweaty and very dirty, we're going to want a little bit of washing powder in that wash. <laughs> but most of us, just our, our, you know, our daily waste that comes up out of our body, just a really good water wash would do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, another thing that can you can be used is just sodium bicarbonate. Mm-hmm. I use that. that will that will wash clothes quite nicely and so you can see you can save a bit of a fortune mm-hmm. <laughs> by just washing this way and you might say well oh, this is going to cost me a for a small fortune having to replace all my underwear uh, my leggings etc uh, it will cost a little bit but we've got something called thrift stores, yeah. secondhand shops, mm-hmm. and you can get some very nice things in there. So I balance out my clothes with a bit of thrift store, mm-hmm. with a little bit of making my own, and yes, with a little bit of, of buying really good quality stuff.
0: Yeah. And they can do it over time too. I remember I did that. And once I learned about the fabrics, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, as I can afford to buy some nice organic things, I'm going to weed some other stuff out. So there's always that too. But also like you brought up a question that my daughter wanted to ask you, she's nine and she loves listening to you too. And she wanted to ask you a question about hormonal disruptors by the different cultures, because you're in Australia and maybe not right now, because you're traveling. But in Australia, are the hormonal disruptors the same as the U.S.? Like, do you have a lot of glyphosate exposure there and a lot of, you know, xenoestrogens in the plastics and stuff like that? Well,
1: I have a very simple, quick answer to you, a resounding yes. (laughs) And I have to tell you, no matter where I go on the planet, and last year I went all through Europe, into Holland, into Germany, into Ireland, same. Okay. it's the same okay
0: yeah i wondered if the glyphosate you know usage was as strong in some of these other countries as it is here yeah.
1: it, uh, unfortunately it is and uh, i have a new book that's about to be released we're hoping it'll be ready for print at the end of end of uh, February. The graphic designers on the last few chapters and it's a a handbook on natural remedies. It's called Sustain Me. Now, my graphic designer, he looks at everything I say and he checks it out, which I'm very glad of. And I said in there that in 2015, the Sri Lankan government banned Roundup glyphosate because so many of their farmers were coming down with endocrine. This is hormone-related cancers. Well, he checked it out and he said, you're right, but I've got some very sad news. They've just legalized it again. Oh, Does that mean it's suddenly safe? No, it, it is not safe at all. Mm. Um, unfortunately, and I don't want to jump the gun and presume here, but I don't know what else would, would um, make them legalize it again is maybe they were offered a handsome amount to do that. Now, we, we as people, it's our God-given right, to choose what we do with our body to choose what goes in and what does not go in and the more people that buy organic food the more the more will be available it really is just demand and supply Mm -hmm. like with the uh natural underwear (laughs) so with the foods the more people that buy the the organic foods the more will
0: be available yeah absolutely well and you know, I have a theory that it's not just the gluten. It's also what's sprayed on the wheat and also these vegetables that they're spraying stuff on. That's a hormone disruptor, but also you're seeing so much in the way of like liver and gallbladder. So can even things like glyphosate, do you think they could sludge up the gallbladder a little bit too and create more of this kind of liver that is and true. gallbladder issues you're seeing a lot now
1: it, it certainly can the um the liver is the project managed so it's the sieve everything that comes into the body mm-hmm. yes it goes through the the liver gallbladder um another thing that has been really affecting this and i think a lot of people are becoming aware of this now and that is fat's not the problem
0: right
1: and we've been living under fat phobia for just too long mm-hmm. In his book Udo Erasmus, it's called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, and there are fats that kill, but there are also fats that heal. And when someone's on a fat-free diet, the the gallbladder gets very sluggish, purely because it's, you know, it hardly has to ever release the, the bile. And the fats that heal, really, simply put, are your altered fats. In the industrial revolution, that's when the altered fats started to be released. Fats that are extracted from hard seeds that normally no one could get out, but they've now got high heat and chemical equipment that can extract these fats. So the um, fats don't cause a sluggish gallbladder unless it's those altered fats, those toxic fats. So we should be eating fat Basically, as it comes from the hand of the creator, this is your um, nuts and seeds and avocados and coconuts, but also the, the fats that have been used for centuries. You see, we've got history, and we see the healthiest people on the planet were those South Pacific Islanders. And what did they eat every meal? Coconut. And it was easily extracted from the flesh of the coconut. And then we go to the Mediterranean. There's olive oil that's also extracted from the flesh of the plant. Nice. So those two oils that have been eaten for centuries, both extracted from the flesh of the plant. Now I don't extract my own. <laughs> I'm very glad that I can buy extra virgin, virgin <laughs> organic olive oil, but also to just get people to think about, let's look at history. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the heart disease began with the industrial revolution. And what happened with the Industrial Revolution? Yes, starting to extract fats from hard seed, but also that's when really the chemicals started to be used. So that there's a whole lot, it's really a plethora, of a whole lot of bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's really getting back to our roots. It's getting back to simple, uh, as natural as possible, eating food
0: in its most natural state. Yeah. And the I'm kind of a what I call a bilephiliac. I love bile. I love bile flow because it does so much and it pulls out toxins and it helps with that estrogen detoxification. And so there's yeah. the I really feel like there is a connection with how we need to improve our bile. And when the liver and the gallbladder are under stress from all these different stressors, they really can't do that job. I love a tea that's um, Indian sarsaparilla and coriander to produce bile. And I wondered if you had any. Um, bile movers that you love
1: well one bile mover that that we use and we call it digestive tea okay and it has dandelion which i know you're familiar with um, bile and liver also gentian another lovely bitter herb and licorice a lovely emollient and golden seal just a small amount of golden seal and then the sweet bitter which is ginger Okay. and we make that tea with the fresh ginger and we give it to our guests at Misty Mountain just a quarter of a cup hot before each meal mm-hmm. and that's a lovely booster not only to stomach digestion but also to the release of of the bile salts from the from the gallbladder
0: yeah. Do you have a lot of people that have, and it would pass any stones at that point, the gallstones, like would that be pushed out at all? Or do you do any gallbladder cleanses or do you We think- do
1: do a gallbladder cleanse. And in my book, Self-Heal by Design, I've got a, a gentle gall cleanse and it was first put forward by Dr. Richard Schultz. You might be familiar with uh, Schultz. <laughs> and um it's, it goes over five days so it's like a, a more gentle one yeah. and it, you slowly build up a little bit more oil a little bit more lemon and then you ease back down mm-hmm. um so that's uh, outlined in my book the gentle uh, gall
0: liver cleanse yeah. And we'll be sure to mention your book later, but go ahead and mention it here. It's self-heal by design, right?
1: Yeah. Self-heal by design. My daughter, Jessica, my second daughter is my romantic daughter.
0: Aww. When she married her hair
1: was to her knees <laughs> and she's my poetic daughter. And she came up with the, with the um title to the book, self-heal by design.
0: I love it. Yeah, that's great. Well, So let's move to another subject I wanted to mention, because I love picking your brain on all these topics. But I have this thing where I like to look back at like old 1970s shows and see the size of people. The size of people in the 70s are much smaller, not to stereotype, stereotype sizes and things like that. But you can see that we've become a larger human now. So for instance, if people go back to the the episodes of The Price is Right on on YouTube or whatever in the seventies you see that all the people in the audience are quite slim or episodes of Saturday Night Live or something like that now fast forward to twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four and look at these individual look at these shows and you'll see that these are much bigger people why do you feel like there's so much weight gain and so many people with weight loss resistance where they're not Seeing the weight come off anymore like we used to have happen
1: that's right and you know every time they have olympic games on they they bring back shots from the 60s Mm -hmm. 50s 60s 70s those athletes were we'd consider skinny right right (laughs) skinny now but actually i think we've forgotten what is normal and i'm in alabama here in a little town roanoke and if i go into the town wow i think America's big, or bigger than Australia's big, I think so. That Australia doesn't get off the hook 60 63% of Australians are considered obese or overweight. So that that is quite large. So the question is why? And I think there are a few things that have come together like with the thyroid. There are a few things to come together. One is the hormones. Mm-hmm. You see when estrogen is dominant, it's a cell proliferator. So it's got to run one track mind i must store i must store so you've got the estrogen effect Mm -hmm. so an important part of a weight loss program is balancing the hormones Mm -hmm. what you've also got is what they've done to the wheat and and dr william davis in his book um wheat belly Mm -hmm. he gives the story what have they done to the wheat they hybridized it they changed it and they created a starch structure that gets the blood sugar level up even higher than sugar. And so when that blood sugar goes up, the body says, we've got to do something with this quickly. And it stores it as a visceral fat, especially on the stomach. And in his book, Wheat Belly, I think he uses that term every page. Wheat belly. <laughs> wheat belly. So that's another factor, is the is the wheat. Another factor is we've become an inactive society. So so many people are spending indoors on the devices now. Yeah. So many on the devices. A lady said to me, every year I live in a cul-de-sac. All the children come out at Christmas time and show us their scooters and their skates and their new bikes. She said, This year no one came out. And she knew why they they all had devices. So they're all inside. And so we've got another huge problem and what's happening to our children, Mm -hmm. their bones and their muscles aren't developing like they should, because with children, it should be more than 50% active compared to brain work. Mm -hmm. And yet what we've got now is children are doing more brain work, more time on the devices, the body's, the body's not moving. So that's, that's another aspect. Is the inactive aspect, the hormone aspect, the the large wheat consumption? See cereal and toast for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch, pasta for tea, um, cookies, cakes, donuts, mid morning, mid afternoon. It's almost a hundred percent wheat diet. Yeah, and then you put on top of that the refined sugar. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize these high carbohydrate foods they store as fat, mm-hmm. and people often think that if they go on a fat-free diet, they'll lose weight, but uh, doesn't work.
0: <laughs> doesn't work. I'm so glad you mentioned the, the the devices. I call it the little rectangle. Everybody has their little rectangle that they carry around with them. And even now, as you said, kids, which is so sad that our kids are so vested in these things. It is a huge, actually, EMF radiation from this device is an endocrine disruptor. So it makes sense what you're saying is like, If people would understand, maybe it's not always the food you're eating. Maybe it's, you're holding this little rectangle in front of your thyroid, radiating your thyroid. You're holding this little rectangle in front of your abdomen, radiating your internal organs. What do you expect it to do? We say we Mm -hmm. would put our head in a microwave, but yet we're holding a microwave radiated device. These are the same waves that's coming out of a microwave. And that seems to be okay, you know.
1: That, that's right. That, that's called the silent killer because you right. can't see. You can't see what it's doing. we have even got osteopaths and chiropractors saying this. They call it the device neck, where the the necks. Yes. You know, I in this in this it. position. So when you look at the phone, we should be looking at the phone like this. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't seen anyone in the plane or the train that doesn't does no. like that. So they're, um there are. Again, it's a whole lot of little things. And with some people, it can be more of those things than others. And I say to adults, please have some guidelines in your home. Yeah. And I know my my I had three grandchildren, in, uh, teenagers, staying in my home. I wasn't there when they were there. My husband said every night they disappear into their room, so he turned the Wi-Fi off. <laughs> <laughs> i love that and one, by, and one by one they came out and they said uh pa uh we're not getting connection he said no i've turned the wi-fi off because it's time to come and talk to your grandfather
0: Yeah, connection you know
1: they had some wonderful evenings he said they started coming in they started playing games and asking him and he was telling them stories and every day they look forward to the to the evenings with pa yeah and i think it's a pity that a lot of uh, interaction live interaction is is being lost you know the the stories of what happened to your grandparents when they were growing up how they lived you know these these valuable stories um the the adults aren't communicating it's not just the kids the kids are on the devices because the adults are on the devices
0: well yeah and that's that brings me to my next kind of subject i want to mention is this menopausal perimenopausal postmenopausal this menopausal woman who's trying to do all the right things maybe she is exercising maybe she's eating all the right things but yet what does she do to wind down? She scrolls yeah. on her feed and she talks on her, on her FaceTime all the time. And they're always holding this device. And I'm wondering, is this the missing link? You know, if they're eating right, if they're exercising and they're not seeing results, how is it affecting their cells? Cell-to-cell you know, signaling happens between these little chemical messengers, those hormones. That's true. But if, what if something is interrupting those cell-to-cell signals?
1: Well, it is interruption. We are, our bodies run according to precision balance. There's this precision balance and we are electrical people. There's a spark of electricity in every cell. There's our electrical system specifically is our our nervous system. And the electromagnetic field coming out of the devices is not the same as the electromagnetic field that is in our body. And you're absolutely right here, right in front of the thyroid, and ladies, the devices at the computer all date right in front of in front of the breast.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I was I was reading of a breast surgeon, and he said it's alarming the amount of young women who are getting breast cancer in the breast where they put their phones. Mm. And you can buy a sports bra that's got a pocket in it to put the phone in it. Now a lot of people are putting their phone in their back pocket. I'm wondering how many hip replacements we're going to be looking at because the bones are starting to break down and the bones are affected by the hormones Mm -hmm. so the there are two types of uh cells in the bone there's osteoblast cell Mm -hmm. osteobone blast new cell and osteoclast that's the taking away of the old bone Mm -hmm. progesterone boosts the osteoblast and estrogen stimulates osteoclast so when you've got this high estrogen low progesterone then you've got too many old cells going away not enough new cells coming in Mm -hmm. and absolutely what you said the connection the the messages from cell to cell the the imbalance of the hormone it all it all is playing a part now we are able to do this right now because of technology and my I my my phone, my WhatsApp, I can have connection with my family while I travel the world. Absolutely. But my devices are not in my bedroom while mm-hmm. I sleep. Same. Definitely not charging while I sleep. Mm-hmm. And I don't have them on my body. Same. They're never in a pocket. They're never <laughs> have never been in a bra. Mm-mm. So I don't have them on my body. So we use them wisely.
0: Exactly.
1: And if every home had some guidelines in the home, the child can be on technology when the room's clean, the dishwasher's empty, the, all the homework's done. It's important that, that they earn that time mm. on, the, on the device. They don't earn your love, of course not. But regarding the device, one lady said to me, my little seven-year-old, she can have the device for half an hour on a Sunday morning. But every time I turn around, she's picking it up. I said, it's real easy. Every time she picks it up, she loses five minutes on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll find that when you turn around, she won't be picking it up anymore. So it's just cause and effect. Just, And if they say, you're mean, oh, no, it's because I love you. Mm. <laughs> it's because I love you and I, I care about you, that we have these... Guidelines, but in the next breath, go camping with them, go swimming right. with them, yeah. climb mountains with them. You, you, know, show them some amazing things that you can do with without the devices. So, parents, to be able to do that, you've got to be fit. Grandparents, you've got to be fit. Right, you've got to keep your body working well so that you can do all of these things. So, this certainly all comes to play. And again, as we mentioned before. For some people, the the devices may play a large role in what's happening with them. And for some people, it can play a smaller role. So it depends on everything else that's happening in our life, what we've been exposed to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you that they can be a form of communication that we can have at our disposal when we need to communicate with people and when we need to like get a hold of someone. But I think there's too much reliance on entertainment. And numbing out instead of like finding ways to live on the other side of the rectangle. That's what, you know, part of it is educating our kids and telling them what the device is doing to them and letting them see for themselves, wow, I don't want to feel, you know, anxiety in my brain. I don't want to have to worry about cancer when I'm older. You know, if you educate your children, sometimes like my daughter, she doesn't want to be on it for very long. It gives her she feels the anxiety of it. So she'll be on it once a week for a couple minutes and then she's like i'm done i don't want to do this she wants to be outside and i told her let's
1: go and
0: experience what you want to do versus try to find it online
1: that's true and another point is that when the sun goes down
0: Mm, the device my
1: ipad goes down very good You see, the sunshine has blue light Mm
0: -hmm. and that
1: blue light is very important going in through our eyes. That's why we must be out there. And I reset my circadian rhythm yesterday by allowing my eyes to experience the sunshine. I don't look at the sun, but being out there and I thank God that I slept very well last night because I've only been in the country about five days. So it's great for resetting your body clock. Now, technology gives off blue light, but it's a different frequency. Mm-hmm. But it's similar enough so that if your eyes are observing technology after dark, the message to the brain is wake up, it's daytime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is one of the big contributing factors why so many people are having trouble with sleep.
0: Absolutely.
1: So when I discovered this, I answer all my emails in the afternoon yes. i used to do them in the evening and when i discovered that no more yeah. <laughs> when that sun goes down i'm doing my ear masks, It's getting dusk uh, a
0: couple more it's down <laughs> good for you i wish more people i wish a lot of my clients would hear from you and because they hear it from me and maybe they're not buying it because i'm like this is this is your sleep problem these devices are the same issue. Um, creating this endless day where we can be in front of light yeah. all the time and that's not natural for the human body. And a lot of no. what you teach is logic common sense. It's like if you'll it go is. back to before all of this technology, before modern tech, and look at how people lived, it's quite simple. You eat the food that's grown it, on the earth and you wake with the sun, you go to bed. With. You know, it's
1: it's it's very simple and they did not have the insomnia problems. Right. the, yeah. the that um, that we have now that's why i say to people if you can't sleep at night the worst thing is to look at your phone absolutely because you look at your phone you will not go back to sleep because the message from the blue light is wake up
0: mm-hmm. yeah you're telling your brain this is noon even though it's midnight so yeah and that's right. i i've seen studies where it shows that one hour of blue light after the sun goes down elicits an insulin response in the body as a part of stress So it's calling for people to go to the fridge. This is your insulin's up. You're going to need something late at night. So yeah, this is something that you can stave off those nighttime cravings by just turning off all the blue light in the house. And there's these wonderful things called books which I know that you've mentioned several already on this podcast that people could check out and maybe we'll have a right. reading list for my listeners to check out. That's,
1: that's right. And I, uh, that's what I do in the evening. I, I put the bedside lamp on
0: and,
1: and, and read. Yeah. And when the book starts to drop, I realize I'm falling asleep. Yeah. So <laughs> I turn the light off and, and yeah. go to sleep.
0: And that's yes. No, no
1: exciting books at night.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's following our body's signals too. And so you have um, something that, you know, everybody can check out too, which is like your website, but also the videos on there, your eight laws of health, which one of them is sunlight, which I'm a huge proponent of. So in order to give the body the proper conditions, it's not just one thing like we've talked about. It's not just nutrition. It's not just exercise. It's a symphony and it's a dance where all these players have to be involved to create harmony, right? That's absolutely
1: right. It's like an orchestra. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got one out of tune. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. I was um, preaching at a little church last Saturday and I had the head elder and the pastor either side of me and then we got up and we sang a rousing, we three kings of orientar, but the head elder can't sing in tune. <laughs> and it was ooh, ooh, every now and then. And I thought, oh, hopefully everyone's singing such a rousing song they can't hear him. But it ooh, ooh, a little out of tune. is, And you, you get an instrument out of tune in an orchestra, right. it, you know, it it Brilliant. changes the... The uh, It changes the whole thing. So all has to be in tune. It all must be in harmony. And it's hard to say which one's more important than the other. But when you have those basic laws that you can look at them and tick the boxes, how are you keeping them? And for some people, they might be keeping the whole seven, but there's one that's a little out so ideally they're they're all in their place Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it's hard to put one above the other because they're all so important
0: yeah yeah and sunlight is huge because we're solar powered creatures we were originally outside creatures and now we're inside like you said these people that you know yeah it's fine if you go exercise for an hour a day but it doesn't undo if you're sitting in front of a computer all the rest of the eight hours of your work day you know, sitting That's in true. a tablet device under fluorescent lighting, it's not going to the, do it. For people
1: you. that are at computers a lot in their breaks and in their lunchtime, they've got to go out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and also to help the eyes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that, as one old eye doctor said, we need to spend more time gazing at the mountains. Now, you might not have mountains, but I'm sure you've got clouds and yeah. <laughs> things in the distance. And those long and short range muscles, they need they need equal. Mm-hmm. But today we're getting too much of the short range.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The eyes are underestimated. People just are, are wondering, oh, my vision's getting worse. And I don't know why. I, yeah. can't, I can't imagine that it's from staring at a little rectangle all day. <laughs> you know, I know more and more people getting things like cataracts and different kind of laser yeah. injuries because their eyes are getting worse, but they're not they're just treating the symptom, we got to look at the problem. Why is my eyes getting worse? Right. I've actually That's been right. able to correct my vision over the years, over the last four years from a negative seven with myopia down to a negative four. And it's, mm. by, it's by going in the sun, and and it's by getting these little therapy things for your eyes. You can actually reverse the damage of your eyes.
1: You, if you
0: certainly give the can. Body the proper conditions.
1: <laughs> you certainly can. And the the book um, Better Eyes Up Without Glasses. Yes. His last chapter. He basically lists the laws of health. Yes. <laughs> the eyes need sun. The night, eyes need to be well hydrated. The, the eyes need nourishment. The eyes need sleep at night. So there again
0: yeah yeah this is awesome so and so what about your um your website how can people find you that if do you still offer like retreats can people hire you to bring yourself to mm-hmm. their establishment it sounds like you're all over the place yes well
1: i am booked out 2024 okay and um you can inquire my husband basically arranges that but I have a website, it's the same as my book, Self-Heal by Design, and that tells you where I'm going to be, my schedule, and it also allows you to download my lectures. But my daughter, who lives in Wisconsin, she has a website where she sells the yam cream, she sells my book, and she's, it's an easy website, Misty Mountain USA. Mm-hmm. So that's her, that's her website.
0: That's great. I'll put that in the link too. Cause I just knew it as Barb health. I go to Barb health and still see you there. So yeah.
1: Okay. Well that's a, that's one that's uh, not well known.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just so appreciate your time today. I hope we can do this again. I know you're super busy, but I would love to talk to you about children's health because you are so mm. versed on children's health and, just for the listeners, my daughter is the way she is because of you. Because I've listened to all of the ways that you you share knowledge and information about how to raise healthy children, and so I'm very I'm very happy with the child that I have. So
1: it's yeah. important to be happy with the child you have. Yeah. <laughs> so and lot- and of course we're happy with the children that we have, but most people don't realize. You know, if we change the way we are with them, we can certainly uh, help their behavior to improve and the way they are, their health to improve.
0: Yeah. And we can raise really healthy kids by educating uh, them while we're doing it and letting them know these, this is why, you know, not just like yeah. yes, I said so. Like I try to educate her, I let her listen to you. She's always yeah. loved listening to you ever since she was a toddler. So we can help educate them so that they can even make healthy choices for themselves. That's right. That's so. right. Now, one last question I like to ask my guests is my favorite quote is by Audrey Hepburn. And it is, I believe that every day should have at least one exquisite moment. So, <laughs> why, What is your exquisite moment today?
1: Oh, my exquisite moment was a cloudless sky. Whoa. We've had a few days of rain and, yeah. The night before last, I was awake from 2.30 in the morning and I thought, I need sun. I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. I need some sun's rays to go into my eyes to reset my body clock. And we got a little glimpse yesterday and I slept very well last night, but today we had full sun and that was an exquisite moment. And in line with that, I saw the first few daffodils come out.
0: (laughs) Oh, Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen those yet, so that's exciting. Well, that's yeah. wonderful. Sun, man, sun makes all the difference. That's why I have to fly south for the winter like the birds do, yeah. because I can't handle the Midwest winter. So
1: Yeah, it's a it's a long, long winter. Yeah. And I have a, unfortunately people have been scared away from the sun. And yes, you can overdo it and your body will quickly tell you because the sun, the skin will go red and sore. So we just don't <laughs> we don't overdo it
0: yeah that's a whole nother podcast because you know so many people are like well what am I supposed to use for sunscreen if everything has chemicals in it I'm like it's called shade and then it's also <laughs> called clothing you can put clothing it's called on a shirt <laughs> yes yeah, a nice linen shirt that will keep you breezy but you're not getting yeah. the sun this is like logic common sense you don't need chemicals really on your skin so
1: that's true and unfortunately common sense isn't very common
0: but that's also true it's time to revive it. <laughs> I think so. Well, you're doing just that. And I so appreciate that you're still out there and you didn't let anybody deter you when they tried to ban you or whatever. So I, I'm i no. so excited to always see something new pop up that I can listen or, or read from you. So I appreciate what you're doing. That's good. That's yeah. good to hear, Jada. All right, well, I'll let you go. And hopefully we can do this again sometime. Thank you Yes, so much. we'll be in touch. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye for now. Trouble sleeping? Gut issues? Do you know your thyroid is off but your doctor won't do anything about it? Symptoms don't lie. If you feel like you don't feel good, then something is off. Listen to that inner knowing and reach out. That's what I'm here for, to help guide you towards what's going on at the root of your issues and get them resolved. Bring back your vitality, your energy, your happiness and get that body you've always wanted with nutrition and lifestyle therapy. I approach it from a very bio-individual way and each consult is unique to you where I get to know you and what your body needs. Rates are affordable with different options depending on what you need and what you can afford. No two people are alike and none of their lifestyles are alike, so I don't approach any consultation the same as another. You are as unique as your fingerprint, so let's get to the bottom of what your body needs and get you looking and feeling as awesome as I know you are. To get started with a free 15-minute discovery call, email me at getfitwithjodel@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's G-E-T-F-I-T with Jodel, J-O-D-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. What would it feel like to have virtually every supplement known to man at your fingertips? And what if you only had to drink water to get it in? I firmly believe in something called frequency. It's what you feel when you touch a rock that's warmed by the sun. That warmth is frequency. It's how your text message gets to your friend's phone thousands of miles away. It travels on frequency it's lightning when the lightning hits the earth it adds electrons to the earth and that's how we ground it's wind it's brainwaves it's microwaves everything has frequency and now you can write frequencies into your water since water holds frequencies so imagine if each supplement has its own frequency and you write that into water you can literally have any supplement any peptide any bioidentical hormone in your water. Listen to a podcast I did with a guy named Anton Federinko, a leading expert on frequency, and then visit my link in the show notes to Infopathy or InfoSuticals, which is a way to infuse your water with the frequency of any substance or supplement that you want. Like I said, even peptides, without ever spending a penny on them. Check out the show notes for a link to Infopathy and a special discount code just for my listeners. Well, it's not raindrops on roses, but these are a few of my favorite things that I always notice a difference in my health when I stick to these healthy habits. So number one is watching the sunrise or some sort of red light exposure every single day. Number two is grounding and earthing daily. And sometimes I combine watching the sunrise while swimming in my local lake first thing in the morning as the sun comes up, I'm grounded, I'm earthed right into this natural body of water. Number three is C60. I've been using a supplement called C60 Purple Power for over three years now with great results. I don't intend to stop. I use it for a variety of reasons. And number four, as most of you know, I am a professional paddleboard athlete. So paddleboarding is always part of my weekly regimen of keeping my mind fresh, getting my vitamin P and keeping my body in a really great healthy state with lots of active relaxation and that form of movement that uses up your entire body. Now I'm gonna have a link to a few of the things that make these habits more efficient, more affordable and effective for me in the show notes of this podcast that I personally use and recommend daily to my clients. The first one is gonna be, if you can't get some sort of sunlight exposure, then consider a red light device which I love Saunaspace and I'm going to have a link where you get a 5% discount in Saunaspace.com in the show notes here so check that out. Also, if you need to get grounded but you're working at a computer all day in an office on the fourth floor, I get it. Let's get a grounding mat underneath your feet so while you're getting all that EMF exposure, it's actually just getting right out of your body and you're getting grounded throughout the day. So I'm going to have a link to Ultimate Longevity where you can get a simple universal mat to put right underneath your feet and i'm going to have a link to C60 purple power where you can save 10% on this supplement that can be used from anything to more energy to better hair and skin to also helping with blisters and bruises and scrapes and even zits yes you can use it even as mouthwash so there's so much you can do with this and for paddleboarding i'm going to recommend glide sup glide sup stand up paddleboards because they come in inflatable as well as rigid hard boards and they are by far the best boards I've used as of recent years to make sure that I'm getting a quality board that gets me out on the water and I don't have to worry about it having any issues. So that's GlideSUP.com, and you can get 10% off using my code that will be in the show notes. So I hope you get to use some of my favorite things, but also reach out and tell me about them. Tell me about what you like about these products, too. Get fit with Jodell at gmail.com.